Welcome back to another edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Today we're taking a look at Guardians' two-time Gold Glove winning left fielder Stephen Kwan, breaking down his 2023 season, looking ahead to 2024 and what to expect out of Kwan and the Guardians uh, as they look to get back on top in the American League Central. Uh, Hoynesy, uh, Stephen Kwan has been uh, something of a rarity uh, for uh, for the Guardians uh, in the outfield, at least over the last several years. Uh, he's a, a consistent, everyday performer. You kind of know what you're getting and know what to expect with Stephen Kwan penciled in at the top of the lineup and, and playing left field uh, pretty much every day uh, over the last two years since he made his debut, sort of came on like gangbusters uh, in, in that first series in, uh, in Kansas City uh, and just hasn't quit ever since. Uh, this is this is one of Cleveland's most consistent performers over the last two years. Yeah, just a fun player to watch, Joe. And uh, you know, and, and a you know a guy that kind of you know signif- or amplifies the uh, you know you don't have to be six six and two hundred and fifty pounds to play baseball. This guy's what five nine, one hundred and seventy pounds. You know, he's playing every day. In the last two years, Joe, he has compiled a 9.1 war, total war. No no player in Cleveland history has done that in their first two seasons, had that high, high a war score as, as Quan has. And he does it by playing every day, by playing great defense, and uh, really kind of setting that offense in motion from the leadoff spot. Yeah, let's let's break him down uh, first, uh, just, you know, his – his total run value, according to StatCast, StatCast loves the guy. And it's easy to see why, because uh, all of the little things that you need to do in baseball as a leadoff hitter, as an outfielder, as a base runner, uh, are, are all things that Stephen Kwan does and, and excels at. Uh, base running value, uh, his he's in the 95th percentile last year. Uh, I mean, this is, you're talking about when, when he gets on base, He's not only, you know, stealing bases, going first to third, uh, you know, running the bases intelligently and and making good plays there. Uh, it, it's it's all of that combined in that base running value. And uh, you, you look at that and, and you can probably there's probably a very short list of, of guys uh, that are, you know, his equal or better in, in all of baseball. Yeah, no doubt about it, Joe. I mean, this guy, uh, what? um you know, I mean, he he does everything. He's like the classic leadoff hitter. He gets on base. He, you know, he 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 draws walks. He, you know, he doesn't strike out a lot. He can go first to third, second to home, uh, and he sees a ton of pitches, Joey. I mean, he he really, you know, gives everybody in the, in the lineup hitting behind him a good look at that pitcher. You know, going back to the even base running, he he gets to learn that from, uh, you know, seeing Jose Ramirez also do it. He talked about like how, you know, not many base runners are his equal uh, in, in the American league in all baseball. Uh, Jose Ramirez is, is one of them. And, and, you know, he's learning from the best in, in that regard and seeing that uh, the only thing that I think Quan uh, doesn't do overall. And, and in, in nowadays in, in today's modern game, where you've got leadoff hitters that, uh, you know, like a Kyle Schwarber who impacts the ball uh, tremendously. Uh, he's sort of like an outlier there, but uh, his hard hit percentage is like the lowest. It's the the, the, the only that's like the one 
the bottom one percentile in the league, uh, hard hit percentage. He does not hit the ball uh, very well at all. His average exit velocity, uh, 86 uh, miles an hour. Uh, it's bottom fifth percentile in the league. Uh, doesn't hit home runs, doesn't uh, drive the ball particularly well. Uh, but again, it, it's something that it, it doesn't hold him back in terms of he's productive in different areas uh, at the plate. So, you know, they, you take what you've, you've got with him in terms of power uh, and and you accentuate what he does do well, which is put the ball in play. Like you said, see a lot of pitches. Uh, his expected batting average is uh, 88th percentile in the league uh, just because of uh, the enormous number of opportunities because he puts the ball in play so much. You know, you've got the defense moving around all over the place. You're finding holes. You're finding, you know, green grass. It's uh, it, it's really good in, in that regard. Uh, how can he get better at driving the ball? Or is that something that just comes with time and maturity and, and knowing yourself a little bit more? Yeah, I think maturity has something to do with it, Joe. But, uh, you know, one of the things when we were talking to him, uh, Stephen, at the end of the season, he says, I've got to hit the ball harder. You know, there's just there's no doubt about it. I've got to make solid contact. I've got to hit more barrels. I've got to find a sweet spot more. He's got to start driving the ball. And, uh, you know, Chris Faleka, the hitting coach, you know, is confident he will do that. Uh, but it takes time and it takes uh you know, a, a lot of times, and we've talked about this before, you know, a lot of times when guys are built around making contact and not striking out and, and you know, and and working the count, you know, they're hesitant to, to take a chance early in the count or late in the count to a swing away and, 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 and try to hit a ball in the gap or, you know, hit hit a ball into the corner or drive a ball over the fence. They, they're they they're reluctant to do that. And I think we're seeing with Quan. You know, he's he's kind of progressed. I think he hit five home runs his rookie year. He had six this past season. Uh, you know, so he's he's starting to get some power. He's starting to take some chances. And and Joe, this you know, he is set up. He you know he 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 sets his offense up. But you can only have one guy like Quan. You know, you can't have three an outfield of an outfield of three Stephen Quans. The the other two guys are going to have to hit for power. So you got Quan. But you need to add some pop in the in the in the other two positions because you know Quan is what he's going to be. You know I, I don't think he's going to, you know they, uh, you know Valenka talked about him one day hitting between ten and fifteen, sixteen, seventeen home runs, and maybe that'll happen. But you know you know right now I think he he is what he is, and you've got to build, you've got to add some production around him because you know you've got a guy here what that. That he scored what? Uh, he scored like 93 runs this past season. Mm-hmm. He uh, you know hit 268, 36 doubles, five five triples, five home runs, 54 RBIs. He's doing what he should be doing, but you've got to have some people behind him that are going to drive him in. Yeah, the the hit total 171 hits after uh, he had 168 hits as a rookie, 171 hits uh, in in his second year. Uh, you know, this is a guy, he gets hits in, in, in bunches too. And he, he gets hits, uh, leading off games, uh, as well. Uh, you know, you and I sort of sit next to each other in the press box. And every time he, he leads off the game with a, a base hit, we kind of look at each other like, yep, well, there it goes again. Uh, it, it, it doesn't surprise me, 
you know, the, those those hit totals just because of the uh, uh, the ability to make contact and the, the ability to, to put the ball in play. Uh, but again, what you what, what he needs to do in terms of of trying to drive the ball more. Is there a risk there of him maybe trying to do too much if, if he's saying to himself, hey, I've got to drive the ball more? Are, are, are we at risk of seeing him, you know, turn into a, a strikeout guy because he, he's trying to do too much? Yeah, well, we've seen that happen. And I think that's part of the the maturation process of a player. You know, we saw Kenny Lofton, maybe the best leadoff hitter in, in Cleveland history. You know, he would he would Kenny would hit two or three home runs in a week. And you, you knew for the next, you know, six, seven, eight games, he was swinging for the fences before mm-hmm. he kind of you know, reined himself in and got back to doing what leadoff hitters do. And, uh, you know, I think we could see that same progression from Quan. And if that's the case, if he's always, if he can, you know, rein himself back in and, and still be, you know, the leadoff hitter that they need, I think you could live with that. Let's, uh, let's talk about his fielding because obviously, uh, this is, this is a big part of his game. You put him out there in left field, and you know, not only is uh, you know if the ball gets hit in the air out to left field, uh, like Tito always said, you know, you, you, it's a good feeling. You know, it's going to get caught. Uh, not only that, but he also makes spectacular plays. He makes running catches, diving catches in the gap. He, he makes catches up against the wall. He's fearless going up against the wall, even with a you know a slight frame and where where injuries could happen. You know, you're always holding your breath. You know, watching him go into the stands and foul territory, that kind of thing. Uh, what he brings defensively, uh, range outs above average, 95th percentile. Uh, arm value, I think his arm is highly underrated uh, in, in terms of uh, stat cast and, uh, you know, guys who guys who think they can take bases on him. I mean, I mean, this guy, he can throw the ball and he can throw it accurately and hard. Uh, his arm strength is only 74th percentile uh, in the league, but... We've seen him, you know, cut down runners on a number of occasions with really good throws. Uh, and, and Dusty Baker even raves about the way he plays the ball off the wall in left field. Uh, several times this past season, we've seen him uh, take short hops off the wall, uh, uh, you know, bare hand, uh, grab them off of that and make strong throws in to either hold runners or cut runners down. Uh, this is a guy whose defense you know, you talk about that nine war over the last two years. A lot of that is his value in the field. Yeah, no, there no, no doubt about it, Joe. You know, uh, I saw him in uh, Boston, uh, you know, as a rookie, he went to uh, Fenway and really had trouble with the monster in, in left field. Had you know, it, it kind of turned him inside out. Last season, you know, he he was ready for it, and he he just made like you were saying some great throws to second base, holding guys to long singles. Uh, you know, playing the ball off the wall. You know, barehanding it. He looked like uh, Carl Yastrzemski or somebody <laughs> out there. He he really looked like he'd been born to play in front of the monster, and it just shows you how you know, adaptable and what, you know, uh, and how, how many adjustments he can make as an athlete. Yeah. And, and I, I think his, his athleticism is kind of, uh, you know, overlooked because of his slight stature. Uh, and I, I gotta say his, his, his entire game, uh, you know, comes in a, it comes in a small package, but it's really sort of, you know, larger than life, sort of like his teammate, Jose Ramirez, not a very big guy. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think Stephen Kwan 
you know, wishes he could hit the ball as hard as uh, um, Jose Ramirez does. Uh, the additions this year, the change in manager, uh, the additions to the coaching staff. Uh, how do you think uh, Stephen Kwan will adjust to Stephen Vogt being uh, the, the guy in charge and and having, uh, you know, a guy like Kai Correa as the major league field coordinator and being around. Uh, this is, a you know, Correa, uh uh, a guy who uh, uh, it looks a lot like Quan in terms of slight build was uh you know uh, uh, not necessarily didn't play pro ball uh, it didn't reach the majors or anything like that but uh, is is excellent in a, in terms of teaching and and what you know a player can learn from him uh, I think personally I think uh, you know Quan is going to benefit from Correa being around uh, as much and his leadership qualities there. Uh, what do you think the the new regime is going to mean to Stephen Kwan uh, this year moving forward? Yeah, I think it'll they'll definitely help. But I think Stephen Kwan's the least of their problems. You know, the <laughs> new uh, Stephen Vogt and uh, and Correa, though those he's the least of their problems. You got you've got a left fielder. You start there. That's the starting point, and then you build out from there. And Joe, you you were saying, you know, like uh, he's he kind of. You know, he's got a small package, but delivers at, at the right time. This is listen to the, these numbers against uh, you know the playoff teams from last year. You know, Quan uh, hit 467 against Atlanta, 429 against the Phillies, 423 against Texas, 400 against Arizona. Texas and Arizona were in the World Series, so you know this he saves. You know, he he he's he's at his best against the best and that's you know that's a, that's kind of a separator for players and 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 even more than that just like the eye test sort of thing uh it it's a it's a warm summer night in july or august and uh the guardians are, are trailing they're trying to put together a rally how many times has Stephen kwan stepped to the plate in the middle of one of those late inning situations and delivered a single dropped a double down the right field line done something to impact a game over the last two seasons we're almost becoming used to it and we're almost becoming we're almost expecting it now you know if they can just get the lineup turned over uh back up to Stephen Kwan and you know Jose Ramirez isn't too far behind these are the kinds of expectations that his performance over the last two years has sort of built up uh not only for fans but for for those of us who see the team every day yeah, uh, last season, Joey hits 292 with runners in scoring position, 309 in late and close situations, and 293 in high leverage situations. He's also deadly on the first pitch, 341 on when, he, when he swings at the first pitch. So, you know, he's, he's clutch, too, like you were saying. Yeah, because a lot of these uh, pitchers expect him to take that first pitch, uh, and now he's got them guessing. It's, it's almost like 50-50 now. Uh, because if they want to throw him a fastball, he can do some damage with it. Uh, we've seen it before, and we, we've seen it uh, quite often this season, uh, or, or this past season. Uh, all right, looking ahead to 2024 with Quan, uh, what's a good year for Quan numbers-wise? And and just, you know, uh, at the end of the year, are we going to be talking about him, you know, with another gold glove or, or you know, even even possibly even more awards than that? Yeah, you know, I think defense doesn't change, Joe. I think as long as he's healthy, he's going to play, you know, an, an elite level of defense. You know, offensively, you know, I've looked at some projections. Uh, you know, baseball reference has him hitting 281 with 80, 84 runs, 29 doubles, six triples, eight home runs, 
54 RBIs. You know, I think, um, uh, you know, the Guardians would settle for that. But I'd also think, like we were talking earlier in the podcast, they want to see him make harder contact. He's got to do that to, uh, you know, just to keep the outfielders honest, I think. You know, and mm-hmm. so they're not just – we've seen them, you know, creeping those left fielders, creeping up closer and closer, taking line drive hits away from him. So he's got to drive the ball. He's got to, you know, some way, somehow, he's got to find a, an ability to make harder contact and find the gaps more. Between now and, uh, you know, pretty much uh, the, the middle of spring training, uh, how much or how focused – should Quan or the Guardians be on, you know, possibly working on some sort of contract extension if if they think that Quan is the the long term, you know, guy there at the top of the lineup and somewhere in the outfield is is this a guy that you lock up and you make uh, a face of the franchise moving forward? Yeah, I think you would, Joe. I mean, uh, he's two years in now. This will be his third year. Uh, he'll be eligible for arbitration, you know, providing, you know, he, yeah, you know, you know, at the end of this, the 2024 season, um, you know, this is usually the time where uh, Cleveland will approach players to see if they're interested in a, in a multi-year deal. So we'll have to see it, you know, we'll have to see from, see, you know, how that works out. But he, you know, to me, he's a candidate. Yeah. And that there was the situation early last year at the beginning of the year where, uh, I, I think there was a, a post on social media where there was a notebook. There was a, a picture of a notebook that, uh, from Quan's locker uh, that got exposed. It was put out there on social media where, you know, he was actually thinking about, uh, you know, it was uh, comparing uh, Miles Straw's uh, product productivity to to his and, uh, you know, looking at the, the contract that Straw had gotten. And I think it was. The, the the implications were that you know maybe Quan thought uh, he was he should be valued a little higher than his teammate and in that regard uh, not to try and you know stir up controversy or anything in, in in as far as that but you know looking at what the the contract that Miles Straw signed before the 2022 season uh, would you expect you know Quan to be valued a, at least a little bit higher than that. Well, you know, based on the last two seasons, I guess you'd say that, you know, you know, uh, you know, uh, Miles Straw came over, you know, had more time. He wasn't, uh, you know, he was he was he had more time in the big leagues, uh, you know, and I think uh, obviously, you know, I think a lot of it, Joe, is the kind of personality you have, you know, I, you know, Straw obviously wanted the person wanted the, uh, you know, the uh, security and you can't blame him for that. He they offered him the deal. He took it. Uh, you know, Quan is he more self-confident? Uh, you know, can he? Does he want to? You know, you know, push the uh, arbitration. Ta- you know, go to arbitration year after year after year, or is he just looking? For, you know, to get six years in and 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 go for free agency. I guess I'm, what I'm trying to say is he willing to bet against himself. You know, and uh, how much confidence do you have that you can ride this out and uh, you know make you know just. Uh, you know, you don't want to sign a long-term deal that you, 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 it gives you security, but you kind of get burned in the end if you keep producing at a high level. Yeah, I think uh, a, a lot of folks uh, in and around and, and a lot of fans uh, w- would really love to see Quan, uh, you know, stick around and, and sign a deal and, and, and be here for a while. It all, it all depends on how much he wants. And if he's a guy who, uh, you know, thinks, uh, he he wants to stick it out till free agency and then bolt. Then, 
uh, you know, that's that's something he could do. And, and you know, the the Guardians have, have proven that they're, they're probably going to get rid of you before uh, before that opportunity comes around. Uh, and, and who knows, he, he might want to go back, uh, you know, uh, San Francisco or you know, Oakland won't be around. That was that's his uh, that was his team growing up was was Oakland. So uh, they won't be playing in uh, in Oakland uh, much longer uh, in, in terms of a, a place that he might want to go back to. Uh, but but we'll see and we'll see who shows interest, uh, you know, down the road. Uh, all right. That's going to wrap up our look at Stephen Kwan for 2024. Uh, looking ahead to uh, what to expect from uh, the Guardians left fielder, two time gold glove winner. Uh, you know, don't let uh, don't don't forget about that and the uh, the productivity he's had over the last two seasons. Uh, Hoinsey will check back in. Again, tomorrow with another uh, breakdown here on, on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. <laughs>